What's up, everybody? Ryan Turford here, and welcome to The Extra Mile. This is the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive as we dive deep into the games and services you care about most. As always, we'd love your feedback on this and all of our shows over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. Now, on this week's episode of The Extra Mile... It's all about Streets of Rage 4 this week, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited to talk about this. I've been playing a lot of Streets of Rage 4 ever since it launched on Thursday of last week. Obviously, it's in Game Pass right now. So if you haven't played it, obviously, if you've got Game Pass, you can definitely try it out. Um, so it's awesome that Microsoft was actually able to pull this together because I think I'll, a lot more people probably would have been hesitant to jump into this entry if it wasn't on Game Pass. So it was really cool of Microsoft to negotiate a deal with .emu, the developers, and to actually put the game on Game Pass. So it would be really cool to see. So real quick, before we get into things, of course, I'm not going to spoil anything. This is a quick disclaimer that, that this is a non-spoiler review. To be fair, it's Streets of Rage 4. How much can I really spoil? The answer is, obviously, there are some neat surprises and stuff that I just, again, don't want to spoil for you folks. So you don't have to worry about, again, story spoilers or anything like that. And I'll give you like a little rundown of what the story is and stuff like that. Uh, one other thing I wanted to throw out, of course, my expectations. So what were my expectations going to Streets of Rage 4? Honestly, they were really high. I mean, I'm a huge Streets of Rage fan. I've, I've played all the Streets of Rage games, uh, 1, 2, and 3, of course, on the original Genesis. I, I played them a ton growing up, especially Streets of Rage 2. Me and my bro older brother Kyle used to play like every day, every weekend. We would we would sit down and play Streets of Rage 2 with each other. It was nonstop. It was one of the, one of the handful of games that him and I could always come to a common ground on and just play together and have an amazing time. Um, so it was definitely a game growing up that I've always felt a, a fun, fun fullness uh, to. And honestly, I'm actually kind of surprised that it took them this long to do anything with the franchise, really. I mean, to be fair, after Street of Rage 3 came out, we didn't really see a lot of brawlers in the PS1, PS2, Xbox 360 era. I mean, for the most part... Brawlers were kind of dead after the the 16-bit ge generation. We did see some stuff on Saturn and some other consoles, but for the most part, there weren't really too many brawlers out there besides in arcades. There were some arcade licensed ones and whatnot, but for the most part, we didn't see too much of this genre. So we've started to see a big resurgence in, in brawlers with a lot of stuff like River City Girls, which came out last year. So it was really interesting to see them basically return to the OG brawler franchise in Streets of Rage. Again, we got a, a, the return of the River City franchise last year and then return to Switch Racer Rage this year. We also had Double Dragon 4, which the less I have to say about that game, the better. But they did return to Double Dragon, in all fairness. So you gotta throw that out there. So all of the major brawler franchises have been have been ticked off now, now that Streets of Rage 4 is finally here. And I honestly, I, I couldn't be happier with, with what we got. Again, I had really high expectations going into this and honestly, they actually exceeded those, which is kind of crazy to talk about. But before we get into all that, let's quickly talk about the story. So where, where the, the story is set, of course, it's set in the same city that, of course, has been all the in all the Streets of Rage games. Um, basically, Mr. X was taken down by the crew 10 years ago in Streets of Rage 2. However, this game is 10 years later and Mr. X doesn't come back because, again, he fell out of a building and he's quite dead. Uh, but his son and daughter, their twins, Mr. Y and Miss Y are here to basically take down the streets once again with their big, with their gangs. And, uh, they go on this whole thing 
and again, I'm not going to spoil what, what they're trying to do, what their big plot is. Um, but basically you got to take down all their goons and eventually you got to take down Mr. And Mrs. Y essentially, which again, I thought the, the story overall, it had some interesting story beats, but again, for the most part, that's not the reason why you're playing this. And the developer clearly knows that, which is why all the cutscenes that you have are literally 30 seconds long. They don't have voice acting or anything like that. It just like tells you all the story that you need to know to transition you between different scenes. That's basically all that's there. But at the same time, I think that it, the story that they did present while it was told very quickly and in, in, at a very rushed pace, I think they actually did a pretty good job with it. Again, it's not the, the highlight of the game, but at the same time, it's better than a lot of fighting game stories. If I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, so honestly, it's not the reason to play the game, but at the same time, it was a lot better than I was also expecting going in. Cause again, a lot of the stories in brawlers in particular, um, just aren't really there again, even something like Ritter, river city girls, which I liked a lot last year, the story was cool, but again, it wasn't the reason why you're playing it. But I think that between that and this game, like brawlers with stories have become a, a much bigger thing. It's very different than what they tried to do during the 360 era when they, they butchered golden axe with, uh, Golden Axe Beast Rider. I mean, I don't know what, what they were doing with that game. So honestly, story is pretty cool. I liked it. But again, that's not the reason why you're playing this. So let's talk about how the game looks. Honestly, I think the graphics in this were kind of a turnoff for me when I saw the original trailer because I, I, I liked that they're going with this hand-drawn like comic book style but I didn't love the look of the characters in like the intro trailer, for example, the, the, the very first trailer that they put out there. But as we start to see the gameplay from the game, I became much more excited because what they actually did with the, the, the backgrounds, the enemy design, and even the characters you play as, the, the, the fluid animation in motion looks way better than what we saw in those cutscenes. And, and even the cutscenes that came um, towards when the game was being released or even the one that plays during the intro I think it looked really, really cool and slick and stylish. And it looks, it, it's a much higher improvement over what we saw initially for the game. Uh, and yeah, I love the way the characters look. I love the way that they basically uh, brought up all the original enemies from all the earlier Street of Rage games and gave them like new modern designs. Well, they also designed new characters and enemies as well. And I love the looks of those characters as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about the characters as well, because I love all the characters that you play as in this game, um, Axel and blaze and Adam are all back. So they're characters from the original streets of rage. Um, you actually have to unlock Adam, but he's a very quick unlock. He's probably the first thing you'll actually unlock when you play this actually. Um, and he has his own moveset and whatnot. Um, and I love the way that they modern those care, modernize those characters. I mean, there's little bios that explain kind of what each of the characters have been up to as well. And uh, like, they're not working for the police force anymore. Like blaze is like a dance instructor now and Axel just hangs out and plays video games. And that's just his thing. Now he's got a big beard. Um, and uh, Adam is still in the police force and you know, he's the hero of the story, I guess, or at least that's just the way that the world knows him anyways. Um, you also have uh, cherry who's Adam's daughter. She's one of the new characters. She's basically this like rock and roll speedy character. Uh, she is really cool. And of course, Floyd is uh, the apprentice of Dr. Zen, who is a character that you played at is in streets of rage three. And he's basically got like two robot arms. He's kind of a lot like Jax, but with bigger arms, <laughs> so bigger guns than Jax from mortal Kombat, And uh, he's basically like the, the heavy character. Um, so what I, I liked, of course, is that each character really feels different from each other. Cause in the original games, 
They had slight differences between each character, um, and some of the moves you performed were different, but for the most part, they all kind of felt similar to play, with the exception, of course, uh, between, like, Skate in Streets of Rage 2 or Max, or even a character like Rue, the kangaroo, in in Streets of Rage uh, 3. They all kind of felt similar. Whereas in this game, each one really plays differently. They have their own definite strengths and weaknesses. For example, Cherry... She doesn't hit very hard at all. She's like the weakest of all the characters, but she's the only character that can run. There's no run button in this command except for Cherry. She's the only character that can run, um, but and she can also do like a running attack as well, uh, which is really, really cool. So you can really like speed around your opponents or use that speed to your advantage to avoid attacks versus Floyd, on the other hand, he's like the opposite end of the scale. He's the heavy, as I mentioned, and he basically has a bunch of grapples. Like he can pick up enemies and walk with them. He's the only character, of course, that can lift an enemy and walk at the same time. Um, so that's one of the unique things to do him. And he can basically, again, he's good at throwing people around. He can also slam two enemies together at once. And that move totally looks awesome when you pulled it, pull it off. Um, but my old, old standby of course is blaze. And I like that. She's like still like the all around, like most balanced of all the characters. Again, Axel is kind of like blaze, but a little bit more powerful. And then Adam is like Blaze, but a little bit weaker, but a little bit faster. So uh, I like how each one of them kind of retains a lot of their capabilities from the original games as well. Like they didn't drift too far away from those original character designs. But before we go any farther, I want to bring in some of y'all because I took to Twitter at the Xbox drive and asked y'all what if you had questions about this. And of course, Blaze Knight at Blaze Knight 0923 asks, why, oh, why did they make a character model for Rue, the kangaroo from Suits of Rage 3, but not make him a playable character? Do you think we could see DLC for Rue, Estelle, who's one of the new characters, uh, Modern Max, who's from Suits of Rage 2, or Modern Shiva, which was from uh, Suits of Rage 3? Honestly, I wish they would. I mean, they they have a lot of room for unlockables in this game, and I would love to see uh, Lizard Cube and .emu do DLC for this game, but they're the type of developers that don't like to do DLC at all. That's part of the reason why the way this game is designed, there are a ton of unlockables in the game. There's no DLC at all. There's no cosmetics. There's no, like there's a bunch of unlockable characters, but there, there's no paid unlocks or anything like that. Everything is unlocked in game, just like a classic game is. So there isn't really, they're not really the type of developers that like to do DLC. So I would love 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 for them to do dlc for this game i just don't think it's going to happen i don't think that there's the type of developers that like to do dlc as much as again like as soon as i i saw estelle she's one of the the bosses that you fight she's basically a police officer that's chasing down your crew of characters as soon as i saw her i was like oh my god she's gonna be one of the characters you can lock but by the time i finished the game i found out you couldn't unlock her and i got really sad because she was one of the characters i actually really like in in the game and you can't unlock her at all. So I wish that they would do DLC, but I think more than likely what's going to happen is that there will be a Streets of Rage 5 at some point because number one, from what I can tell, this game's actually doing really well sales-wise from what I'm hearing anecdotally. And at this, I think that they're going to want to do another one of these games. So absolutely, I think they're probably most likely saving those as playable characters for the next Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 5. I think there will be a Streets of Rage 5 with those characters in it. I think that's that's her, how they're going to approach it rather than doing more DLC. So speaking of questions, I want to bring in some a couple more friends, of course. Uh, Seamus McIsaac, at Famous Seamus, asks, 
I got the Sega Vantage, Vintage Collection Streets of Rage from Games with Gold a long time ago. And this was, I remember this actually, because they actually ended up giving three of the collections away that are backwards compatible on Xbox One that have Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, for example, in it. Should I play the older games in the series to get familiar with Streets of Rage 4's gameplay, or is the gameplay different enough from older games? I personally think, Seamus, that the gameplay is different enough this time around that it's actually more user-friendly than the older games, if that makes any sense. Because the older games, I mean, they move at a bit of a slower pace than, than this one, and I think that it's going to be tougher to go back to those games when this one exists, if that makes any sense. Because all the games are really great for replayability's sake because they have a lot of reasons for you to replay each one of those games. They're timeless games, they both in look and style, so they'll always look good and play well, no matter how far into the future we get. I'm I'm dead set on, on that viewpoint. And Streets of Rage 4, I think, is also one of those types of games as well. I think it was purposely designed in that matter. So, I mean, there's no real story reason why you'd want to do that. So, honestly, if you've never played one of these before, I actually think you're more likely to actually get into Streets of Rage 4 than the older games. And maybe uh, once you finish this one and you like it, then I think you should go back and play those games. But no, I don't necessarily think you need to play it to... Uh, get into Streets of Rage 4's gameplay, I think that you're probably okay to totally jump into to Streets of Rage 4. I think it's actually probably the perfect entry point to, to this, this series as well. So how well does the gameplay going off Seamus's point? Again, it plays a lot like a classic brawler does. Obviously, again, as I mentioned, if you're not playing as Cherry, you can't run. So it can feel a little bit slow if you're playing as some of the other characters. And again, it's like that because all the other Streets of Rage games are like that as well. Um, but at the same time, just the arcade action of, of you know, hitting, hitting enemies and pulling off combos and using some of your special moves, which again, still drain your health. But what they do this time around is uh, if they, they drain a specific portion of your energy and if you combo some of your ener enemies without getting hit, you actually just recover that en energy. So similar to something like the mechanic in Bloodborne or uh, some fighting games in particular. So I really like that aspect of the game where it's kind of a risk reward system now, whereas in the older Streets of Rage games, you'd just get hurt if it connected with an enemy and that was that. So um, I do like this time around that they give you the carrot on the end of the stick where they, there's, they give you a reason to use those powers. They also give you new powers this time around as well called star powers, which again, you can use like a certain button combination to initiate and they're different for every character. They're like stylish moves that look really cool and do a ton of damage. They basically one shot most of the normal enemies um, and do a lot of damage to bosses. So at the, it's really good to kind of save them for times that you really need them or not use them at all if you're really trying to uh, climb the points leaderboard as well during the the, uh, the gameplay. So I think it's little things like that that really add up and give you the subtle little differences in the gameplay this time around versus the other games that really lead to this just being a much stronger experience than, again, I, even I was expecting from them to do. Again, I was a little... little uh, brought down after something like Double Dragon 4, where maybe I thought, you know, brawlers are dead, but man, they did a lot without changing too much. Like, they did the perfect balance of keeping things the same while also adding new mechanics to keep things interesting um, in this game to make it really a slam dunk when it comes to the gameplay. Again, it's infinitely replayable, I think. It is a little bit difficult, though. So if you're playing by yourself, 
it can be pretty hard. I know a lot of people on Twitter uh, messaged me after I said that I had actually beaten the game uh, the first night that it was live, um, saying, how are you finished already? This game's really hard. I keep dying. Honestly, the key, if you're if it's your first time playing, probably play, probably to play with some friends. I played it by myself, just solo as Blaze. That was how I played it the first time. But I'm also used to this type of game. I, again, I play these games all the time, so I'm actually pretty familiar with the type of mechanics uh, that these then that brawlers actually represent. And I know the ways to get out of some techniques. A lot of it is also just studying the different enemies and looking for their different tells or uh, looking, knowing like what type of uh, body movements they'll make when they're using specific moves. So you know when to dodge them or when to, you know, move up and down the environment um, to kind of get out of the way of their, of their attack. Since you don't have a run or a dash or like a roll button or anything like that to quickly evade attacks, you really have to kind of grow as a player and kind of learn um, how each of the the enemies kind of attacks you, or even some of the boss mechanics as well, can be pretty complex with some of the later bosses. So I think that that is a good tip for new beginners is that don't be too frustrated if you are getting hit a lot. It's just you just need to learn that the patterns of the enemies, and that's how you'll really get through it. At the same time, though, I do highly encourage your first run at least to be played with another person, whether it's on the couch with you, because this game supports four-player local couch co-op. So if you've got a family together and you've all got and if you've got four controllers, honestly, this is gonna be a blast if you've got four players. Otherwise, you can hop online. The online servers uh, actually run really well. It's very easy to find a game. Um, which was, which is great. Uh, a lot of people are playing this, of course, right now. So it's really easy to hop into a lobby. And honestly, it just was a really fun experience to play with random people online. So, I mean, especially because, again, I live by myself. I don't have other people around to play with. So uh, especially because I'm not inviting anyone over right now for obvious reasons. Um, so I really like the multiplayer aspect. And definitely, I think that at least your first time through, you probably should play multiplayer. I didn't. But at the same time, don't make the mistake I made because some of the later fights, I just wanted to throw my controller because I was playing solo and I was not learning the, the boss mechanics quickly enough and I was dying a lot. So, I mean, that, that'll happen to you as well if you, if you play solo. So, whereas if you play with other players, again, the burden's not all on you to learn all that stuff. So uh, it really helps with a lot of that stuff. Each stage, of course, what's different this time around is you don't stockpile lives between stages like in previous Streets of Rage games, you start with two lives at the beginning of every single level with full health and and uh, one star move, I believe. And basically, that's it. That's all you have to work with at each level. You can earn a new life in that level by reaching a certain point percentage. I think it's like eight, every 8,000 points, you earn a new life as well. But uh, at the same time, a lot of times it's pretty hard to do it with two lives if you don't know the mechanics. Whereas if you learn some of this stuff, it's actually pretty easy to avoid a lot of attacks. Actually, you just need, again, you really need to learn the, the patterns. So one of the other things I really like about Streets of Rage though, is the customizability. So uh, I'm going to bring in a couple questions here. First one is from blaze Knight again at blaze Knight 0923. He asks what custom food choices were your favorite? I personally ran the pizza slice and the Turkey and then he just dot, dot, dot. I may need to eat lunch because he's thinking about food. And also, Trash Turkey at Trash Turkey asks, better cooked bird to eat off the street, chicken or turkey? So, Blazing Out, I'm going to start with your question. Uh, I actually, for the first playthrough, I actually stuck with the apple and the turkey, which are uh, the apple is the, the small health pickup. 
And the turkey is the large health pickup because you can customize the food that you find in barrels or boxes or wherever you find food just lying out on the street to restore your health. Um, I chose the classic apple and turkey, which are from Streets of Rage 2. It's basically the default on the first playthrough anyways, but that's what I chose. However, going forward, I actually like your idea with the pizza slice, and that's actually what I stuck with for the smaller item. Uh, I big callback, of course, to Ninja Turtles. And then I actually picked the ramen bowl going forward for the, the large health pickup. Uh, I like that, but there's other choices. Like you can have it be like a salad or, you know, uh, like onion rings or a whole bunch of stuff like a, a rice ball. <laughs> so yeah, I love that they give you options for the food. Another thing you can customize is the audio. So there's actually a brand new soundtrack for this game. It is totally awesome. They bring back a, a lot of uh, artists who actually performed on the original Streets of Rage soundtrack. Um, so like, for example, Yusu Koshiro, who actually does both the intro music as well as the stage one music. Um, and he actually did all the music for Streets of Rage 2, which is one of the best soundtracks on the Sega Genesis. But you've also got new music from Olivier Devere, who, again, I'm probably butchering his name. He actually uh, works for Lizard Cube. And I did the music for stuff like Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, and a lot of their other releases. Um, so it was really cool to see some of his original takes. But then they brought in a lot of other artists as well. There's like a whole list of them that to basically do the soundtrack for this. And it's like this weird mix of like hip hop and, and trip hop and uh, electronic music. And all that sounds totally true to the franchise. And I love it. But again, going back to the customizability, if you don't like the new soundtrack, you can actually have it play the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack instead, if you like, which is totally awesome. I love how uh, they give you a lot of customizability in there. Another thing they, they do really well with the customizability is the controls. So you can actually fully button map your controller if you'd like for every single command in the game. But also, if you're someone like me who grew up with the Genesis, there's a legacy mode which allows it to basically put all the commands on three buttons as if your controller was a Genesis controller and play the game that way, which is actually my preferred method of playing because, again, I'm so used to playing the Genesis games with the three buttons that, honestly, it just, I felt right at home playing it uh, that way. And honestly, I, I I couldn't really imagine going back to that. So, Trash Turkey, I almost forgot about your question. I would say, I mean, come on, you got to go with Turkey because Turkey... I mean, it's the classic video game pickup on the street. I mean, in real life, I might have a different choice because I actually like chicken more than turkey. But if it's got to be got to be street meat uh, physically on the street, I mean, you got to go with turkey. I mean, turkey's the clear choice. You got to go with that big old turkey leg. So here's the thing. How long is this game? I know a lot of people ask me, how long does it take to finish this game? Honestly, it takes about three hours to finish this game. My first playthrough with Blaze, I finished in a little bit less than three hours, but I would say for most players, it's going to be three to four hours, actually, at least on your first playthrough, or if you're just playing by yourself. If you're playing with other people, obviously, it'll probably go a little bit faster, um, and it also just depends on how often you played the game, because one of the best things about Streets of Rage 4 is its replayability. From top to bottom, it gives you a ton of reasons to replay the game, from the unlockable characters, because... There's unlockable characters from Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, each, each with their own movesets and limitations from those games. They're basically pixel characters on the, the modern gameplay session. Um, there's also retro levels that you can unlock but throughout the game that are like hidden. Again, I'm not going to go over how to get to those, but you can look them up online if you want, if you want to know more. Basically, they're levels like lifted straight out of like Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, which is 
really cool that they went and, and basically bought them. And they're almost like the classic levels from, from doom, uh, 2016. Also, although they're not like selectable from a menu and they're not really long. It's mostly, you're just fighting a boss and that gives you a, a power up basically when it finishes. Um, there's just lots of reasons to go back and play this. There's also, a, again, an online leader board. As I mentioned, a lot of people are really chasing that, that the score on the leaderboard. Um, so there's a lot of reasons really to go back to this. Like it's infinitely replayable. So yes, even though it's three hours or so for your first playthrough, honestly, this is going to be the type of game where I'm going to bust it out like every two weeks and play it like on a weekend. Just if I've got a couple hours to kill, I'm going to never remove this game from a hard drive. It's just going to sit there on my Xbox forever. And I'm just going to go back and play it whenever I just feel like playing some, uh, some brawlers, you know? So I, I, I mean, it's just as replayable as any of the older Streets of Rage games, which again, also have just a ton of replayability. And again, if you've got it again, a family at home or something like someone like that. Like if you've got um, some kids that want to get into gaming, honestly, like this is going to be a really fun time for the, for the family to play together or even, you know, kids growing up like 10 to 15 year olds. I mean, they're going to love this game. Just like I did when I was a kid, like for the very first time uh, playing the, the Genesis game, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to be introduced into the series as at such a young age. And honestly, yeah. Like if, if you're a parent, and you're, you're sitting down, obviously there's some stuff in the game that you might not want your kids to see. Like it's a little more violent than some other games, but yeah, man, like it's going to be a lot of fun. Even if, if it's you and your, your fiance, you know, hanging out on the couch, playing with each other, you know, it's a lot of fun to play this game with friends or family. So I think a lot of the replayability is going to come from that. And it gives you a lot of reasons to do that. So yeah, it's short, but honestly, the length doesn't care. In fact, if anything, I'd rather it be short because it's a brawler. I mean, it's kind of like horror games where you don't want a horror game to be too long because uh, obviously you start having losing interest after a while. And a brawler is no different where it should like if a brawler is longer than five hours, there must be some seriously deep things going on to keep me interested. Like River City Girls was an unusually long brawler, but it also had a lot of RPG and quest mechanics and, and a lot of reasons why it was as long as it was versus this game where it just is it's over very quick. Like it's over in an afternoon and obviously it's there whenever you want to go back and jump into it. So overall thoughts, honestly, Streets of Rage 4 is incredible. I love this game. Love, love, love this game. Obviously though, who I'd recommend this game to, it, it's tough to recommend it though to anyone who doesn't really like brawlers. For someone who doesn't like brawlers, if you've got Game Pass, I still recommend you give it a try because maybe this one will change your mind. But if you're dead, dead set on not liking those types of games, this one isn't going to change your mind. It's very much a brawler in a classic sense. So, I mean, you take that information as you will. Obviously, you'll know uh, better than me uh, whether you're into these types of games or not. Um, also, I highly recommend, though, if you do like brawlers or if you do like Streets of Rage, this is a must buy. you got to play this game because it is awesome. It's a highly recommend from me, Ryan Turford. Um, it's definitely a Ryan Turford type of game, though. Again, I'm a big retro gamer, so of course I'm going to like a game like Streets of Rage 4. Um, but even then, I think, as I, I mentioned when I talk, uh, talked about Seamus's question, um, I think a lot of new players are getting into Streets of Rage this way as well. And honestly, if you're new to the genre, I think it's per- probably the perfect starting point, even more than, again, something like River City Girls was, um, which, again, just had... was. Uh, had a lot of RPG mechanics and layers on top of the brawler mechanics 
that made it a little bit harder to get into if you weren't in, into interested in this type of game already, where Streets of Rage 4, I think, is a perfect entry point for a lot of other players. That's all for this episode of The Extra Mile. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the pants man himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri, or us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Extra Mile, and we out. Bye. Streets of Rage, bye.